Yeah. Out now, brown cow. The human torch was denied a bank loan. Out now, brown cow. Hey, hey. Out now, brown cow. Y'all gotta stop asking me what the intro is. I'm sorry. Frank does this shit. I gotta ask him. Stop asking me. You. People really be like, shout out to everybody asking me about the, the intro. I We love the intro. We love that y'all love the intro. But I don't know what it is. We was like looking for the title of the, the song. But it was, listen, y'all got to talk to Frank. Hit Frankie at Frankie Metals. You guys want to know the title? It's the, I, the people are um, inquiring about the title of the, the intro song. And I don't know it. I just like the shit. So that's why I picked it. I remember it. What's I- it you, what is it? Are you ready? Yes, sir. Jungle Juice Kaleidoscope. That sounds right up my alley, actually. <laughs> That's like the type of wave I'm on. So if you're looking for the, the intro song, go to YouTube, type in, what is it? Jungle Juice Kaleidoscope. Jungle Juice Kaleidoscope. That is the intro of the For the Stress podcast, which this is. Hello, people. How are you? Hope you are all right. This is the For the Stress Podcast. As previously stated, I am your host, 4KJ. I don't know why I'm talking like that. I don't know. I am 4KJ. Uh, welcome. If you're new, welcome back. If you're a returning listener, uh, we got the good... Uh, I'm sorry. Let me get your title right. We got El Capitan in the building. Capitan. Frankie Meadows, how are you, beloved? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Maintaining and doing what I do. Mm-hmm. But um, we here as only you can do it. Oh, oh, preach the good word, beloved. Preach the good word. Best. But we here, um, trying to avoid life's uh evils. But we are gonna get into that. Uh, church announcements. Follow the show on everything. Uh, follow the show on Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. Follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4KJ. Follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. Follow A, Celestial Goddess, Goddess, our spiritual spiritual advisor on IG at A, Celestial Goddess. I feel like I said that twice. I was a little redundant. My bad. Follow at Ivy's Tico, also on IG for all your herbal needs. Um, Follow the whole team. Follow the whole squad. Uh, Make sure you like rate review <clears throat> and uh does, tell, a, does a celestial goddess do readings i think she does readings i gotta ask her she does a lot of like um a lot of the jewelry that she does is like it's unique it's unique it's, it's very it's specified to whoever her client is like the 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 bracelet that i always wear is um in tune with my throat chakra to make sure you you hear all the crisp sounds and make sure um i'm saying everything that i'm supposed to do i might have to ask to recharge some shit because i you know i'll be forgetting words sometimes but for the most part the product is very good don't take that as some type of indication that her product isn't good because it's probably the best all of you if you're looking for um light work and healing and things like that follow a celestial goddess she got waist beads for the women she got bracelets for the fellas um you know she's cooking up some things so shout out to her hit it damn 
Ooh, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we over here working, man. Just make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, like, rate, review, subscribe, all of that, man. We appreciate all of the, the support, but just make sure, you know, like I repeat weekly, tell a friend to tell a friend. Mm. And then tell that friend to tell another friend. And then that's how it's supposed to work. So, I figured out a new hustle. What's that? Me and Frankie going to get into ASMR. I think I said that right. Yeah, we're going to get into ASMR. So, if you're not familiar with ASMR, you know them videos online where you see uh, the, the, the woman eating pickles into the microphone. You... That type shit. Apparently, there's a huge market for that. Huge. Like... It's so bad. Well, not bad, but it's so... I didn't realize how many people were into this type of ordery, sensory type movement. But people, like, they're really into it. Like, they say that it... Um, some people say that it helps them sleep. It helps them focus. I don't know why the sound of someone eating pickles helps you focus, but to each his own, beloved. So, you know, we're going to try out a little segment here. <clears throat> I think little, we're on to something there. A little uh, for the stress ASMR. Um, we're going to do shit like vaping. Do vaping. So, you know, it would, it's like we just give y'all like a quick preview because I'm going to start a YouTube channel. And, you know, it's just very light. Oh, shit, my bad. I hit the mic. It's just very light speaking. You have to talk in a certain tone and you have to whisper very, very softly so they understand what the fuck you're talking about. So if you listen to this, you have now entered the ASMR section. Don't laugh, you're gonna fuck me up. And you're now entering the ASMR section of the Photo Stress Podcast. Now, if you hear the vape. That's the smoke in my mouth. Pause. You about to be rich, nigga. Fuck you talking. <laughs> Say something. Yo, we could do one um where people are rolling blunts and the sound of the uh breaking up the tobacco and well we don't really sponsor tobacco here, but you understand what we getting at. You have the sound of chopping up cocaine on a on a mirror. <laughs> hey, police, I don't know what he's talking about. Yes you do. I, yes you do, Brett. I don't know what he's talking about. But it, you know, as you can as you can see, the ASMR is designed to keep you calm, is to keep you in tune with the chakras and help you ignore all of the bullshit that's going on. Don't worry about your coworkers. Don't worry about your bills. No, I'm lying. Worry about your bills because they will throw your ass out on the street. How but- sway? <laughs> How? How sway? Yo, coming soon to YouTube for the stress podcast ASMR channel. Frankie's going to be in there tuning his guitar. I'm going to be in there talking in a very, very soft tone. But we're going to get it together. Because apparently, I didn't realize how deep, how um, thriving that market is. Like, there's, there's, I seen some woman on there eating whole crab legs. Cracking them open, slurping the mm-hmm. juice out, mm-hmm. dipping it into um, whatever sauce she was using. Like, And it's like she was doing that for like eight minutes. 
with like a million views. We got to find some type of I don't I don't know how we got to this point in entertainment where that is soothing the people. But look, man, I'm with it. If y'all want to hear me like eat chips. Oh, hold on. I got something for y'all. Where my water at? Consider this part of the ASMR segment. I'm going to take. You hear the water? Hold on. Hear the gulping and everything. Coming soon. Straight. <laughs> straight. Straight like that. <laughs> no, but we, we in here, man. We in here. Um, outside of that, um, I've been uh, I've been working very diligently to avoid all spoilers now, because because we're recording this in the past and y'all hearing this in the future. Just assume that me and Frankie have seen Avengers already, right now. This is not an episode full of spoilers, okay? Because at present recording time, neither myself or Frankie has seen the Avengers movie. But I'm giving y'all fair warning. Next episode will be full of spoilers, okay? We fucking it up. I'm warning y'all right now. So listen, I don't want to hear, yo, how you going? Look, man, we're giving y'all fair enough warning. I've been telling people online, y'all have until the middle of the week to see Endgame because after that, we're going to have a full-blown discussion. And I didn't realize how evil, well, I'm lying. I knew how evil people were, but this the fact that people were going out of their way to spoil the movie for people who haven't seen it. Like, why... Why are you such a dick? This is what I'm not understanding. You, you know that this is probably one of the most important movies. This is one of those most important cinematic features of our generation. Why would you ruin that for people? I've never in my life had to mute and block so many people for one particular subject. Like, I, it, I didn't understand. It's just a lot, okay? And I appreciate those who are sticking to the script and not spoiling it. But for you, for the for all of you who are spoiling it, I hope you get like a tax increase or some shit. Just something you need something because that is not Spanish people will call that a pow pow. A pow pow. You need a pow pow. You need a pow pow. That's a spanking, in in other words. Yeah, I, I, but I've, I've been working very diligently to avoid spoilers, and I, I have to pat myself on the back. I haven't, well, I've stayed off of social media because I don't trust y'all, but I've done, you know, I'm proud of myself. I've done a very good job of not ruining the experience for me because the running time is three hours and two minutes, which is, what was the last movie that long? Like Titanic? Wasn't Titanic like three days long? I don't know, but it was long as hell. Titanic was wild long. Probably as long as Armageddon, if you remember that one. What Bruce Willis? Yep. I love Armageddon. Wasn't that long? Armageddon was like two hours or something. It felt like forever, probably, just because I think I weeped a little bit. 
you know, can we, all right, sidebar, let's just have a little quick discussion about Armageddon. The, the logic in that movie makes no sense to me. You try to fly towards an asteroid and your plan is to blow it up with a nuke. But it's Bruce Willis. I, listen, Bruce, I think I've said this before. On, and he's on the, the father. I, Bruce Willis is one of my favorite white people. But even then, like, the plot was just like, a nuke, beloved? A nuke. You're going to fly into space and think you're going to destroy a nu- uh, asteroid that has catastrophic implications if it hits the planet with a nuke. But they, I think they almost had a crazy scheme to kill Godzilla. And that was Godzilla. Why? Listen, we got to get better writing. Nukes aren't going to solve anything. Someone, Korea would disagree. North Korea would disagree. <laughs> I, I think they Yo. would agree to disagree with you on that one. Man, nukes, nukes are going to kill us. But if the asteroids ever, not the asteroids, if the aliens ever decide to stop watching us and get shit cracking, nukes ain't going to save nobody. Y'all ain't seen Independence Day? Y'all didn't see what Will tried to do, dropping them nukes off into the alien spaceship? That they, they don't work, man. They don't work. But yeah, I forgot. We went off on the tangent. I forgot. What you got to use their about? own spaceship to crash into their spaceship. That's how that works. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he hijacked a space shuttle or something like that, a spaceship, and it had the, the force field on it and all of that. I, but we were talking about Endgame. Right. Thank you, because I completely forgot what we were talking about. Yeah, so Endgame. Um, for those who have seen it... Um, Congratulations. Somehow the bootleg copy is already online. And I've seen people say that they've watched it four times already. You need to get a job. And I say that specifically because if you have enough time to watch a three hour and two minute movie multiple times, you're not using your time productively. I understand that it's a great movie. Um, People were saying that they were weeping. It was standing. It was standing ovations. Like, I understand all of the emotions tied behind it, but you, like, go out and do something. But we haven't seen it yet. I mean, we're just speaking in the future. But I feel like there are more important things to do, like your kids got to eat. Probably. Or maybe you need to wash your ass or something like that. There are more pressing things to attend to. North Korea would disagree with you on that one. (laughs) North Korea would disagree. They'll watch Endgame. Probably that's all they have to watch out there is Endgame. Well, North Korea don't like movies. You remember what they did with the um, last movie about North Korea? They they hacked uh, Sony. But they're going to like this movie because Kim Jong-un is Thanos. Or I should just say that Thanos is Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un wishes he was Thanos. <laughs> but yeah, but I say all that to say thank you for not spoiling Endgame, but... We will be spoiling Endgame on the next episode. I just appreciate all of y'all who have been um, sticking to the script. The um, the Russo brothers, the directors of the Avengers, put out a PSA asking, and Robert Downey Jr., they both asked everyone to not spoil Endgame. And I think that is the correct course of action. Don't do that to people. People have... I think even buying tickets 
they sold out within an hour like the site crashed it was all types of crazy shit going on so the so you have to understand how much effort was put into people tr just trying to secure tickets for this movie don't do that okay if it's something nobody cares about like the green book or whatever other dumbass movie they put out nobody cares but for things like this that are important to the culture thank you okay I appreciate y'all sticking to the script. R.I.P. Stanley. Oh man, that is. I don't know. I don't know if he's in Endgame, but I know if he's in Endgame, if he has a cameo in it, I know I'm gonna cry. Or I'm gonna be super duper emotional. Maybe that's a spoiler. You think that's a spoiler? I don't think that's a spoiler. We haven't seen it yet. We're speaking. We're speaking into the future. We haven't seen it, but um, it'll be crazy if it is then. Just let's just assume that he is, and just take this as me and Frankie were extremely emotional behind the Stanley camo cameo. So shout out to Avengers, shout out to the Russo brothers. Um, the reviews have been saying that it's the um, it's a pinnacle ending to a magnificent series. Like they use all of the great adjectives in describing the movie. So shout out to them, man. I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. But, like, I repeat, next episode will be clocked full of spoilers. Top to bottom. You, Chock full. You will be seeing it, Frankie. I'm weird. This is on public record. You will be seeing it, right, Frank? Yep. Thank you. Okay. Now, um, I, I don't know if this is... It's kind of a slow news week, but it's not... It's not really... I, I've realized that there's, not, there's nothing... Snow, a slow news week doesn't exist anymore. It's just really about what you're paying attention to and what you don't pay attention to. Yeah, what's that? I, like, it's just, it's so much going on now that it's almost impossible for a slow week, a slow news week to be possible because it's, it's always something going on. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to Hove because he just had his B-Side 2 concert. Let me, let me, let me, um... Explaining y'all the power, the, the power of one Jay-Z, a.k.a. Hove. Now, Webster Hall in New York is a um, prominent venue in New York City. It was shut down a couple of months ago due to whatever. I don't have the facts. Fuck the particulars. But Jay-Z, being the powerhouse that he is, reopened Webster Hall for this uh, B-side concert. Uh, the, it was just ba a, a, a bunch of songs from his albums that m most people won't know. Like he did a lot of uh, deep album cuts. He did some uh, mixtape freestyles. And I'm just upset that I haven't seen Hove um, perform in person. I got to get better with my concert going. But I appreciate Hove doing this because he understands that his catalog is deep. And a lot of people like the songs that he may not perform regular, regular, regularly. I don't know. Words. Yes. Thank you. Words. But, um, yeah, he did that. He, um, my personal highlight of the concert, he uh, brought out Cameron and Jim Jones. Hey. Now, if you are familiar with hip hop. A little backstory. Cameron and Jay Z have had this 
unspoken, not even unspoken. Unspoken. They, they, Swagger Jack. Right. <laughs> My bad, I misspoke. Cameron and Jay-Z have had a documented feud for years. Cameron has called Jay-Z everything from a camel to um, cracking on him because he was wearing open-toed shoes, cracking on him because he was wearing button-ups. Like, they've been back and forth for decades. And to see them kind of hash out their differences, and he brought out Cam and Jimmy, um, Free Jewels, because he's still locked up, but he brought out Cam and Jimmy to perform I Really Mean It. And I saw the clip, and I, me being a dipset stan, that filled my heart with so much emotion. A lot of dipset stands still out there. Dipset, dipset raised a generation. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure how that conversation went too. Cameron was like, "Yeah, Jay, fuck that shit. You know, I'll do the B side. <laughs> if it's ain't nothing, I show up, do the thing. I'll take Jimmy with me." I love Cam. Cam is listen. Y'all gotta understand. Cameron's one of the most important people to our culture. And if you don't understand that, you are a bozo. Cameron is one of the most important people in our hip hop culture. Cameron introduced Pink to people. He introduced Terry Cloth to people. He told people that he gets computers computing. And, and we just let it go. We didn't even question him. Cameron is also the same MC who has a legendary Rap City. Shout out to Big Tigger. He has a legendary Rap City freestyle where he is counting thousands of dollars while executing a flawless freestyle. Cat fronting, port killers, who more villain? Cameron is a legend. Cameron spit on a kid in Killer Season. You don't get any more legendary than that. Like, Cameron had a pink Range Rover. Pink everything. Pause. No, that was not a, that's not really a pause. It's, I felt it. Okay. I don't know why. All right. We'll, 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 we'll allow it. That pause was, you know. <laughs> it was a little weird, but. It was a little weird, but. It was a little know, weird, we'll, but whatever. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. But, yeah, Cameron is one of my favorites. Um. Again, I was a Dipset fan. I've been a Cameron fan since Confessions of Fire. Um, I was extremely happy that they got together and was able to um, jam the fuck out. Pretty much. Um, the uh, I Really Mean It, produced by Just Blaze. I mean, you don't get any more legendary than that. So shout out to Hove, shout out to Cameron, shout out to Jimmy. Uh, shout out to Joel Santana, Free Santana. Um, shout out Freaky Zeke. Shout out to Freaky Zeke. Shout out to the whole dip set. Shout out to Purple City. Shout out to, to everybody. Like I, I was one of I was such a um dip set fan that I used to that I used to listen to the uh what's the they had a, a London group. You remember SAS, I rem, I believe is the name. I remember. Like and I don't, I'm not even. I don't in, remember the name though. I don't. I'm not even into London hip hop. No disrespect to my Londoners, but because I I trusted Dipset with my life, I listened to the London version of Dipset. So you know, I I am deep with this diplomatic community. Like I tried to tie a bandana around my fitted. Like that's how deep it was. So shout out to them. Um, everybody was in attendance, obviously, except Dame. Now, I don't know the particulars of, of Jay-Z and Dame Dash's relationship, but as someone who was raised on Rockefeller, I'm praying that one day 
they will get to a place where they can be seen together in public. I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. Maybe they're talking behind the scenes. I don't know. But just to see them. I mean, just Dame doesn't. I don't think he's the type to like squash shit. I, I don't think so either. But just because like when Rockefeller broke up, that was like seeing your parents get divorced. Like that that breakup is was extremely traumatic to everyone who is a fan of hip hop. And just to see them back together publicly, I think that would give everyone, including myself, some type of like resolve or some type of acceptance that, okay, yeah, at least are comfortable enough with each other to be seen in public. Like Biggs is still around him and Jay-Z and Biggs are still in pictures together. It's just Dame is nowhere near to be, nowhere to be found. And, you know, as someone who I still want a Rockefeller chain. So for us, for the culture, and I hate that phrase for the culture, but hopefully before my lifetime is over, I want to see Dame Dash and Jay-Z together on stage or at least in a picture together. I don't I don't care what y'all doing. At least just be standing next to each other, having a cordial conversation. Please, for us. Hip hop needs it, but shout out to Hove. He, um, you know, Hove is doing uh, Hove things. He did a, a new freestyle where he was just talking about gentrifying the hood and buying black, buying back the block. He uh, saluted Nipsey Hussle. You know, Hove always drops a, a good thought provoking freestyle when he does these type of concerts, and you know, Hove is the greatest man. Hove is the greatest. It's not really, if you're denying the fact that he's the greatest, you might be a hater. But shout out to Hove, shout out to Rockefeller, shout out to Rock Nation. You know, one day I'm going to be in attendance at one of these concerts. I'm um I'm a, I'm a horrible concert goer. You want to know the last concert I've been to, I went to? It was... Wow, wow. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't disrespect. Look, man, nobody went to go see Bow Wow. The last concert that I went to was maybe eight years ago. There was some old school hip hop concert in Newark. And it was like Rock Kim, Roxanne Shante, Dougie Fresh. I don't know how, I don't remember how I got there. But I was probably in Newark just roaming around like I used to do back in those days. And I stumbled upon this concert in a park. And I think that's, I, I believe that's the last concert I went to. So I am terrible with my concert attendance. And I want to change that in the years moving forward. So, yeah, I'm a horrible concert goer. I, just, I, don't, I don't really like crowds like that. Crowds are weird. There's really no place to go to the bathroom. Then you got all of these dudes pushing you out the way to get to the front like a bunch of groupies. Like, it's just a... It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's too much. We, we gotta have some type of concert etiquette to where you're so where the, the 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 fans aren't pushing women out of the way to see their favorite rapper because you look a little weird, bro. You look a little weird. But shout out to all my concert girls, uh, goers. I um, I do have some artists that I want to see live before they leave us. But so I gotta, I have to get my shit together. So yeah. But speaking of legends. Shout out to Bun B. <clears throat> Pardon me. 
Bunby um, exercised his uh, Second Right Amendment. He shot a nigga trying to rob his house the other day. And that's what your ass get. If you don't know who Bun B is, UGK. Bun B is, is one half of the legendary group UGK, also known as Underground Kings. Pimp C, bitch. R.I.P. Pimp C. Um, Bun B is uh, pivotal to Southern hip hop. And for some reason, some young man decided that he was going to try to invade Bun B's home. And Bumby uh, specifically showed this young man that I don't play that shit. Got a lead salad. <laughs> like, I don't know if he must have not heard UGK's discography. He must not know how Bumby gets down. Bumby has multiple songs telling the listeners that I have a pistol and I will use it if necessary. And shit ain't changed. No, not at all. And, you know, Bum B is the elder statesman in hip hop now, but he is still with these shits. The uh, the attempted would be robber um, knocked on their door and uh, Bum B's wife, Queenie, uh, opened the door and the dude had a mask on. Bum B was upstairs. So I, I guess Bum B heard his wife and this robber arguing back and forth and his wife kind of convinced the robber to take the keys to the Audi so Bun B met the nigga in the, in the driveway had some words with him and shot the nigga and the dude ran off and popped up in the hospital a couple of hours later and was promptly arrested so for all of you um, now, like I said I'm not a personal fan of guns but for things like that, I am 100% on board with you protecting yourself, your family, and your well-being. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. S- stay off of people's property. Bun B, uh, UGK has a song called That's Why I Carry. If you haven't heard it, I suggest you do. He is explicitly telling you people, I have a pistol and you need to relax. So shout out to Bun B. Out here, um, keeping the Bill of Rights alive, keeping the Second Amendment alive. I'm, um, I'm kind of jealous that he didn't uh, shoot 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 him more than once. Cause I feel like if you if you have the gall to try to invade someone's home, you need more than one bullet. If you come on my property trying to, I guess potentially harm me and mine's, nah, fam. I don't, I don't think Jersey has a stand your ground law, but we will have one that day. Got a lead salad. <laughs> like, I don't know what y'all thought, but y'all need to leave Bun B alone. Stop trying to home invade people because Bun B has showed you that it's not going to end well for you. So all of my people of color, all of my black people, get your gun license. OK, we need it more. We, we need it now more than ever. Shout out to Bun B, man. Someone had a, the, one of the best takes I've seen on this. Someone seen, someone said that um, the robber almost met both members of UGK in one day. <laughs> and that was a high quality post. That was a high quality joke right there. <laughs> I don't know who you Grade are, beloved. Eight. But shout out to you because that was a high quality joke. 
But yeah, man, I'm um, I I, I respect Bun B. Well, I've always respected Bun B, but yeah, that kind of um, that made that that pushed him up in the rankings of legendary status. Um, let me see what else we had. It is it's it's kind of a I, listen. It's a lot of things that happen, but it's just. I'm at a point now in my life where I just don't want to pay attention to a lot of the goofy shit. Like, people are arguing over Kim Kardashian going to law school. Like, I don't care, bro. I don't care. Flint don't... You know Flint hasn't had water, clean water, in five years? Five. They still don't have any clean water, and, and people are online arguing about... Kim Kardashian getting into law school. Nobody cares, bro. Nobody cares. So like I said, there's things going on, but what I choose to pay attention to is very limited. But speaking of, um, I guess we'll stay in Texas. So Madison High School, James Madison High School in Houston, Texas, right? They are in a predominantly black area of Houston. I can't remember the exact location, but if you're in Houston, you know what I'm talking about. So they enacted a dress code for the parents because some woman tried to enroll her daughter in school wearing a big T-shirt and a bonnet. Looking crazy, right? So because they turned her away and told her that she wasn't dressed appropriately and then they immediately enacted this dress code policy, of course it said you know, social media blaze. People were saying that this is anti-black, that this is sexist. How could they do that to people? You should allow people to, you know, dress how they're comfortable. And I'm here to tell you that that's all bullshit. Listen, <clears throat> there are a lot of things that are racist in this world. There are a lot of things that are sexist. There are a lot of things that are classist. This ain't that. The fact, uh, let me break it down even simpler. You, if you wanted to go into a job interview, would you wear a big t-shirt and a bonnet on your head? And it wasn't like it was just a big t-shirt and some tights and she was looking comfortable. No, she had a big t-shirt with no pants on, some slippers and a bonnet like she just rolled out of bed. If you are trying to enroll your child into a school you kind of have you kind of have to understand what type of image that's going show to the people the administration of that school you're gonna look crazy look from personal experience if i wore a tank top to my kid's school they're not gonna allow me to pick up my daughter I'm not under, like, of course, I know we're in the age of outrage where everything is offensive and everything is racist and everything's anti-black. But it's just some things like I think we're reaching a point where it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. Is that a point where we're 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 so hell bent on screaming that everything is racist, that when the real racist occurrences happen, that we won't get as much attention as needed. Like, the cops are still killing kids. I, I, I can't remember the name. I feel like shit. I'm sorry, beloved. But the cops just killed a young kid this week. But the focus is on 
satin bonnets and why you should be allowed to wear whatever you want if you walk into a school. I'm not understanding how you get to you get to the conclusion of racism from not being presentable in a professional environment. Yes, it's an elementary school, but it's still a professional environment. The kids have a dress code. I remember I had a dress code in high school. They wouldn't allow us to walk into school when they're wearing whatever we wanted. It's about having respect for yourself. It's about having respect for the institution that you're in. Now, people can say, oh, well, why are we respecting these institutions when they are proving themselves to be racist and classes and all of the isis and the isms that you can think of? But I, me, my personal opinion, I, I can't see the urgency in trying to boycott this school and trying to categorize this school as racist. You literally rolled out of bed and tried to enroll your, your child into school. You look crazy. And we, we got to call a spade a spade at some point. If you look crazy taking your kid to school is not... If you look crazy taking your kid to school, right, you can't just blame racism on your actions now if you are in a like if you're in a position or if you kind of I can understand if like the situation was different where it's like oh you're homeless or you don't have enough clothes or you're in a, a rough patch in your life and you don't have enough clothing to look presentable that's a different argument but this woman has a home she works from my understanding she has all of the means to at least look decent in trying to enroll your kid into a school. This is not some type of attack on blackness. And speaking of which, when did black people, when did people of color become the exclusive owners of satin bonnets and pajama pants and big T-shirts? Where I've I looked at the dress code, none of that was explicitly racist or specifically tied to our community. Because the last time I checked, white people wear scarves and Daisy Dukes and T-shirts with mustard stains on it. Like this is not something that is exclusive to blacks. And then on top of that, why would you want that exclusively for us? Why is that our why are we taking ownership over bonnets? How is that helping the fight for progress? You know, the argument I was seeing was fight for do rags. Like I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused. Like now, this is now it's different if you're saying like, okay, a couple of last year there was an incident where a uh, a wrestler. They, they, they forced a wrestler to cut off his dress. I think we talked about that on the show. But there was an incident where they, they forced a wrestler to take to cut his dreads because of some type of weird hair length requirement. Yeah, some that's, bu that's bullshit. That's bullshit, right? This, again, ain't that. 
I'm not understanding the correlation between, okay, you look crazy walking into the school environment and somehow that is transformed into some type of racist act. I just, I think we need to kind of pick our battles a little more carefully. Because this, because yes, you can find racism and everything, but there's real racism happening. Every single day, your your focus doesn't have to be on why we should be allowed to wear satin bonnets and pajama pants inside of a school. Look, sometimes, like, you know, Frank, sometimes you pick up your kid from school. You might not want to wear a suit or whatever. Nobody's saying all of that. You could be bummy. You could throw on some sweats. But but throw on some sweats. Bro, she had on a big T-shirt. No pants, kneecaps showing, slippers and a bonnet on her head. You ain't embarrassing this baby. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Sir, I wouldn't even serve. Listen, you can't even work. You can't even walk in some into some food establishments if you're not wearing the proper attire. What's them signs that they be that that they have at certain restaurants? No service without shoes or sh- socks or pants, or something like that. I sometimes can't, you can't believe they even have to put it right because people will walk into whatever without a shirt on. And and again, I read the dress code. It wasn't like oh well, this is just for women or this is for things that that specifically black women wear. No, it was no tank tops, no. Daisy Dukes. It was just all the, I guess, loungewear that would just look a little too. Um... And first of all, like, why would you want to walk into a school in a big T-shirt? Who knows if you got panties on? Now your ass is jiggling everywhere. You got kids looking at you. Like, you got me looking at you. <laughs> I mean, you got Frank looking at you. Now. <laughs> now you got Frank looking at you. Now your kid is in the school, and then now your kid has to deal with, oh, that was your mama who came to pick you up the other day, and her ass was jiggling all over the place. And Frank posted it on social media. <laughs> and then he Frank, recorded it. And then Frank recorded you and had it on his Instagram. Why would you want to put your child through that? Come on, man. We got we to gotta pick our battles, man. We really have to pick our battles. It's Again, there are more important things to direct your out outrage at and i'm i i there's a deeper there's a deeper discussion here about the the level of online activists i'm using air quotes who fight for this impossible level of purity that only that is self-righteous to where they attack things or they try to make things that important that only fit their standard of morality to kind of make them feel morally superior over others because it doesn't fit into some type of weird sense of inclusion. I don't know. It's just uh, there are proven things in this country, in this world. There are proven instances of people being anti-black. A bonnet or being banned. Look, I have I have locks, right? If I walked into a job and they discriminated against me because I have locks and they said, well, you got to cut your hair or, you know, Frank got a beard. If they said, well, you got to cut your beard. That's a different argument. 
that's something cultural for us. They didn't say, okay, well, all, all my Muslim people, all the, the Muslim women wearing the hijabs and things like that, you can't come into the school. That wasn't in the policy. We, we got, Again, I'm going to keep repeating it. We got to pick better fights. We have to pick better fights. Because apparently we're running out of things to be outraged at. And, yeah, man, we, we got to do a little better. Bonus is not the way. Now, they start banning do-rags or something different. But bonus is just, bonus ain't it, man. That's not the hill to die on. Please, just follow the dress code. Shit, Walmart will kick you out if you in there looking too crazy. Uh, okay. No, I'm, Walmart, Walmart's a little iffy. I've seen some shit. I mean, Walmart is a... Okay, let's be fair. Well, okay, I'll backtrack. Walmart was a bad example because I've seen some pure debauchery in Walmart. So maybe that was a bad example. But in more professional settings, regardless of how you may feel about the curriculum or the school in itself, schools are an institution. Schools, most schools have maintained a level of dress code to where their students and their parents can't come in looking all crazy. OK, think that's a that's a good word. I couldn't think of that. Have some decorum, some tact. It's not about the white man trying to hold you down. No, man, you can as soon as you leave, you can put on your bonnet or your do rag. Like, just relax, bro. Just relax. I'm just, you know. I want us to to pick better things to be mad at, which is apparently difficult for us to do. So I don't know, man. It was just, I don't know. It was just a weird thing for people to be outraged at. But like it didn't. Okay, this is this is trivial trivial argument, right? This is another another example of people just being outraged about anything. Now there's a rapper on online. Her name is. Chica or Chanika, something like that. <laughs> a very talented rapper. Like she she gained notoriety by freestyling over um popular songs. Like and she can rap. She can really rap. But she's dark skinned and she's big, right? So she made a post the other day saying, Oh, they didn't call Biggie a plus size rapper. Check this out, beloved. If you're familiar with Biggie Smalls' music, if you listen to any type of Biggie Smalls' music, Little Kim called him a fat motherfucker probably th every 30 seconds. He called himself fat, black, and ugly. Again, this is another situation where because there's this urgency to band together behind small subsets of, of, of press people like you know dark skinned people get you know I love y'all this is not an attack I'm just making a point dark skinned people are you know if they have any hint of discrimination they all band together watch it big women band together you know I'm listen I understand all of that again this ain't that. 
she is a this 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 woman i think she's like 22 years old so her stance made a lot of sense because she's young but if you understand that you're coming in with with things that could be looked at as a weakness right she has the talent to overcome all of that it's not that she's big and she's dark-skinned and people are just kind of keeping her out the game because she doesn't fit the mold of what's quote-unquote appealing to the masses she has a following i like her but trying to correlate biggie not being called a plus-size rapper and then try to turn that into some type of sexist stance that they that's just a double standard because biggie's a man and she's a woman look man y'all gotta stop reaching y'all gonna pull a shoulder muscle reaching so much look i'll make it even even simpler for y'all i am not a i am vertically challenged right i don't do things that exceed my vertical limit i don't dunk a basketball i'm not out here protesting with other men who can't dunk a basketball I know my strengths. I know my limits. She is in the the very a very good position where she has the talent to exceed all of those stereotypes. Why are you focused on what media isn't giving you? You have a homegrown fan base. People like you. And instead of focusing on your art and putting out the best possible product that you can do, she chose to make an argument to try to, I don't know, maybe it was some type of, maybe she thought that this was a hot one and she could just put fire to the media organizations that are that are giving her the blind eye, so to speak. I don't know what it is. But again, this is another example of us focusing on things that really don't matter at the end of the day. I can understand if she was untalented. No, I'm lying. I couldn't understand if she was untalented. Because if she was untalented, this wouldn't even be a discussion. So what the fuck am I talking about? The point is, she has the talent. She can rap. She can rap very well. She raps in a, She raps better than a lot of the dudes out here. But for some reason, she's focusing on what she isn't getting. The looks that she isn't receiving, the publications who aren't giving her the um, notoriety or the prestige that she's looking for, and I'm not understand. And I, my confusion is, why do you care? You have the talent. Put all that energy about why there's a double standard between Biggie and me because we're both big and black. Rap, just rap. Now. I'll be fair. Maybe that's a little insensitive because the how I came, how I came up and Frank, you can attest to this. We were slandered mercilessly. You get around your group of friends and they were slander you to the ground. They would talk about everything from how your head is shaped to down to the soles of your sneakers. I don't know. Maybe we were just kind of built with a tougher skin. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just speculating at this point. The point is. 
Rap, beloved, you're good. You have talent. You're in a prime position to exceed all expectations. You are a good lyricist. You have the potential to make great songs. Why are you focused on what you don't have? You, you In my opinion, you should be more focused on the fans who love and support you, who want you to succeed, to be the best that you could possibly be. There's a woman, I didn't know who she was, right? There's an artist by the name of Lizzo. Lizzo makes pop music. She's a big, she's a big woman. She makes, she makes very dope music, right? She was at Coachella last week, showing all her kibbles and bits, shaking her ass all over the place, wearing body suits that showed off her figure. Now, mind you, she's a big girl. Did that stop her? Not the fuck at all. She went harder. Her, matter of fact, her album cover is her sitting down nude, showing all her rolls and whatever the fuck, and her thighs and whatever. She, she didn't care. Instead of focusing on whatever negative comment that may come about it, she got in front of it and embraced it and showed people, I know y'all going to say I'm big or whatever the case may be or whatever you may say, but my music is dope. And regardless of how you may feel about me physically, my music is fire. My product, my creativity withstands all of that. I respect that. This too is, is, I don't know, maybe it's something with social, you know, good. We got a, I got a chance to, to shit on social media again. I think that comes with the, um, our desire as humans on social media to kind of look towards the negative instead of embracing the positive. Like we will, like there, you know, y'all have heard this saying over and over and over again, like you will get a hundred positive comments, but you will focus on that one comment who tells you you ain't shit. That's a, that's a very human thing. That's a very common thing. And it leads you to make, it leads you to kind of be blind to all of the positive and all the disorders that you may have because you're so focused on the negative aspects of what one person may say about you. Who cares, beloved? Who cares? But yeah, we gotta, um, I don't know, it's, it's just like, you know, in my journey of studying human behavior, we 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 are instinctually drawn to negativity. We feed off of that. Like no matter how positive we may try to be, we um we're drawn to it like moths to a flame. But yeah, um, Shanika, you're dope, beloved. You don't have to make these superficial ass arguments to try to get more supporters. You have a lot of supporters. You're dope. Be dope. Thank you. That was, just be dope. And that was my PSA. Um, um <laughs> Thank you, man. Uh I know we're early with the um completely switching gears. I know we're early with voting and all of that, but we are now up to a record high of twenty candidates in a democratic race. Twenty. Two zero. Now I'm not gonna give any type of 
breakdown of who's who and who's good and who's not. I just want to keep y'all aware that it's still very early. Some more people might jump into the to the race. More people might jump out. But in the meantime, in the, in the in the meantime, in between time, this is going to be a circus. So just buckle up. Joe Biden entered the race um, last week. And uh, Uncle Joe, as he's officially known, is uh, poised to be the front runner of the Democratic nomination just due to his likability, which I don't really know what that means. But, you know, due to people just liking him as an individual, due to his affiliation with Barack Obama, you know, he's, um, uh, I can't, I just lost my whole train of thought. He is poised to be, pardon me, the front runner. But again, there's all types of characters in this race. It's still very early. Um, my vote right now is still for Elizabeth Warren because she out here putting the pedal to the metal. But again, there's mad candidates. Um, so just buckle up for the ride, man. Uncle Joe is going to go through a shitload of scrutiny. Trump called him Sleepy Joe for, I don't know. He called him Sleepy Joe. He called him old, which was funny. I, I have to, I'm going to give, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot Trump some bail. Trump he got, is, he Trump, got jokes. Trump is funny, yo. We got to call a spade a spade. Trump is fucking funny. Regardless of him being a horrible human being and a, and a full-blown criminal, that's a funny motherfucker, man. Once in a while, he'll say some shit that'll make me chuckle. And him calling Joe Biden old, and I think he's only like maybe two years younger than Joe, it was funny, man. Sorry, it was funny. What you want me to do? But yeah, just, you know, it's still early. Um, Cory Booker, nobody's voting for you, bro. We remember what you did in Newark. Nobody's voting for you. But, um... Yeah, it's still early. It's the the card is subject to change. It's, it's going to be a lot happening between now and November. So just pay attention. If you see someone you like, just make sure you understand the policies, what they're going after. You know, and just do your due diligence. But shout out to um uh, Joe Biden and everyone else in the race. It's mad at y'all. Fucking 20 candidates. That shit is out of control. Um, I did have a discovery with music. Now, I know it's been a slow um, journey into music at the top of the year. We're in the fourth month of the year. And while there have been music releases, there haven't been any, um, I guess, prominent ones. I mean, I'm getting the schoolboy cue, right? Have you heard of Rico Nasty? I feel like I have. Okay, Rico, I don't know where Rico Nasty's from. Rico Nasty is, okay, I'll put it to you like this. If Chung Lee's fighting style could rap, it'd be Rico Nasty. She is one of the, like, yo, her energy is just, like, through the roof. She has bars. She makes fire songs, like... She put out a, a, a EP called Anger Management, right? I bullshit you not. The very first song sounds like you're being slammed through a flaming table. Like she raps like she is an ECW wrestler. 
She raps like she fought a bear on acid. Like this is some of the most high octane. Like if you like if you're into fighting, if you're into MMA, mixed martial arts, jujitsu, whatever you're into, if you're into some type of contact sport, Rico Nasty's music is specifically for you. I wanted to commit a crime. I was willing to forego my clean criminal background and give a felony to the state of New Jersey listening to this album. I haven't experienced, like, I think the last thing that made me, that gave me such a visceral reaction was like Onyx. Or maybe Little, no, Onyx, Onyx is too far back. I'll say Little John. Little John. But like, yeah, yeah. like Little John and the East Side Boys, though. Not like Shot, Shot, Shots and Pitbull Little John. Mm. Not that Little John. Rico Nasty is some. Florida Trap. Yeah, Rico. Rico Nasty is like. That shit was an experience. Like I was out of breath just listening to it. I haven't heard anything like that in a very, very long time. It just. It, it filled my spirit with something I haven't felt in a long time. Shout out to Rico Nasty. She got a song on there called Relative Jesus Christ. Like, I'm just, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it. Please listen to this project. It's called Anger Management. Be by yourself because you might snuff somebody if you're standing next to them. Just please listen to this project. I am endorsing this this project this is like probably an early contender for pro for full for top projects of 2019 i've thoroughly enjoyed this now on the flip side of things <clears throat> schoolboy q released his album called crash talk <laughs> It's good. You don't got a lot of trash talk to say about look, it. Look, it's let let me be clear. It's good, but it's not. You know, we if you are familiar with Schoolboy Q, you understand that his albums are are of a certain quality. He has good songs on there. Don't get me wrong. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. But it's mid. It's it's good mid, but it's mid. I don't um. He actually said something very interesting. He said, you know, every time that he drops an album, something bad happens. Or he, every time he gets ready to release the album, something bad happens. That made me think about um, maybe that kind of played a part into how he approached this album. Because when he was ready to release it last year, Mac Miller died, R.I.P. And now that it's out now, you know, Nipsey Hussle was killed. So I don't know whether that affected his creative process and just put him in the put him in a zone where he just wanted to make, I guess, safe records. Things that he know that would just kind of ring off on the radio or things that would ring off in the club, just easy, easy, easy spins. Right, because usually Schoolboy Q is one of the artists that I enjoy because they kind of push the envelope of whatever sound is out is out currently. He always goes left 
to whatever the current sound is. Just because his style is kind of unorthodox, his beat selection is usually unorthodox. There was a little bit of that on this album. It wasn't enough for me to feel comfortable saying, okay, this is the schoolboy cue that I became a fan of. I don't know. Maybe if he was just in the funk, he, you know, there's a lot of things happening. I am comfortable enough with giving him benefit of the doubt, but the album is mid. Again, good mid. Crash Talk is good mid. I mean, you know, like he has a song on, on there with Kid Cudi that I really like. He has song. He has very good songs on there, but overall mid so I don't know man I'm still a fan schoolboy. I rock with your music I, I'm waiting for Ab Soul now but this particular project yeah this for me it ain't really it it's not on par with oxymoron and habits and contradictions but you know swing and a miss it's all good but um yeah, that's 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 really it. Do you watch Game of Thrones? Okay, good. I'm not alone. Look, I'm not going to be that annoying guy that says, "Well, I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't know what the big issue is." And blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to be that guy. <clears throat> but I will say, everything that I know about Game of Thrones, I've learned from watching people who watch Game of Thrones online. So I think once this season is over, I'll start and see what all the hype is about because i like dragons i like supernatural shit like that i like people getting killed and um that sounded crazy but i like a certain level of violence i like i'm not really too big on incest i know that's like a big part of the the storyline i'm not really too into that but i'm gonna give it a chance and see what um all of the hype is about but Oh, for you, Frankie Metals. Ultraman is on uh, Netflix. Of course you fucking did. How was it? You know, I'm, I'm I dig into my anime bag here and there. Frankie has a um, monopoly on that, but once in a while I'll dig into the anime bag. If for anybody who wants to watch an anime, uh, Goblin Slayer <clears throat> is pretty good. Goblin Slayer. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. goblins, but in saying that there's goblins, now you know that there's like it's like a fantasy world, and um, goblins are usually like pretty weak. Mm-hmm. You know, but the problem is that there are many, so it's like an infestation, mm-hmm. and so goblins will appear, and they have certain areas in the nature of uh, what a goblin is for them to appear in certain areas they like to dwell near people so this should get very real very fast there's rape oh my god yeah like they'll take hostages and if you if the hostage is a lady she's just getting gang banged oh jesus christ by a bunch of goblins and they come back tortured 
can we can we just pause for the cause for a mm-hmm. little bit? I have a little. I'm glad you said about that. You niggas that's into anime sex are fucking weird. <laughs> I just want to make that public. Y'all are fucking weird. I don't kink shame. If you're, in, you're into what you're into, as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else, do what you do, beloved. But you being turned on by some cartoon titties is fucking weird. It's, I'm, no. It's fucking weird. This, yo, Mortal Kombat 11 is out. This is, look, we're kind of all over the place. Who cares? Slow news week. Um, Mortal Kombat 11 was out, right? The gaming community for Mortal Kombat was in a tizzy because the female characters weren't voluptuous enough or they weren't they were their clothing wasn't revealing enough bro it's a fighting game you're ripping people heads off why are you worried about how much cleavage she's showing why are you being turned on by some anime or some girl in the school outfit and you want to like y'all are fucking weird bro y'all are fucking weird Seek help professionally. That's fucking weird. You shouldn't be getting turned on by cartoons. You shouldn't be getting turned on by video games. Like I remember, this shit is so. This shit runs so deep. I remember when when Dead or Alive was out. That's a deep cut for my video gamers. Dead or Alive was out on like Dreamcast or some shit. And the 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 women in Dead or Alive they were exaggerated versions of women the titties were extra big they were jiggling all over the place they were wearing like low ass skirts and shit like that and there would be they're like guys who are extremely turned on by shit like this y'all are fucking weird man there's real women out here what's wrong with y'all please stop doing that it's creeping me out Again, it look, be into what you're into, but that specifically, I'm judging you. You're fucking weird. So that wraps up the anime segment of the show. And that's that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to get that out. That shit always bothers me, especially with like anime and video games, and then people like people would just the new Tomb Raider people were upset because she wasn't wearing her short shorts. Like, first of all, that's not practical. If you're in a tomb jumping over rocks and shit, you're wearing little ass shorts, you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. That's a thirst trap, too. Why are you being Laurel Crofts and not turn you on? What's wrong with y'all? But, again, that's neither here nor there. I was going off into a tangent. Just, you know, it's fucking weird. Um, I think that's it, man. I'm, um, Getting, well, by the time y'all hear this, y'all should all have seen Endgame. Please, this is another warning. Please be prepared for spoilers next for spoilers next week. I'm, listen, don't say we didn't warn you. I don't want to hear shit about anything. Please be prepared for spoilers next week. So, um, in the meantime, shit. In the meantime, in between time, follow the show on everything. Uh, Instagram for the stress underscore podcast. Follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash 4kj. Follow Frankie on IG at Frankie Metals. Follow a celestial goddess 
on IG for all your holistic healing. Follow at Ivy's Tico for your herbal needs. Uh, follow the whole team. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, all of that good shit like that there. And um, no spoilers for the stress. Be mindful. Respect other people, man. It's not that hard. Thank <laughs> you.